So welcome to this, I think this is episode 44 of the podcast. Sounds about right, doesn't it? But you were here again, John, you were here last week. <laughs> I'm always here. Uh, and the reason you were here last week... I'm like week, a bad it, smell. The reason you were here last week is because last week we were going to do one with another guest. Yeah. And he kicked us out of his office early. And you did too much talking. <laughs> one of, one of his better mates turned up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And so today we've got with us um, Grant Saunders. Woo! Woo! John, you don't do that. You're peeking me to fuck. John, you should know better. Don't do that. I'm, I'm, All I'm, the I'm, I'm going to have to silence you. Yeah, but it's <laughs> Grant, isn't it? He's <laughs> the Grant Saunders. Well, anyone listening to this, if they don't know who Grant Saunders is, Grant Saunders is a, he's a hypnotist. He's a, is it a stage hypnotist you would call yourself? Like? A stage hypnotist. I call myself a performance hypnotist. Oh, I like that. Yeah, because stage hypnosis, you think of a, a fat middle-aged bloke in a sequined waistcoat making people cluck like a chicken. I'm a, a fat middle-aged bloke in a bespoke suit that makes people look like a chicken. <laughs> With a monkey. <laughs> With a monkey. <laughs> Do you know, the, 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 the thing, I, I, I didn't know you were hitting until he mentioned it. And then I've done some digging on you. As is my thing, I'm a bit of a, what's the word I'm looking for? Stalker. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> it. Stalker. Yeah. But... You're shit hot at what you do. <laughs> You're half right. <laughs> I mean, I tell you, he, he is actually because I always thought he's a hypnotist. Yeah, of course he is. But then I went to his show. I was like, whoa. No, I mean, he's actually an hypnotist. It's really good. It's really funny. I was like, oh, it was amazing. The reason yeah. I'm saying that is you are by far the highest profile guest we've ever had on. Oh, what do you, what do you say? I <laughs> yeah, <laughs> world-renowned photographer, world-renowned hypnotist. <laughs> <laughs> we are world renowned between world us. renowned but no you, you are because I didn't realise how, how big your reach was and actually I always think if you google somebody it, it depends how far down the google search you've got to go to find what you do yeah and in some cases like John you come up if I put John Steele in not, but if you put Grant Saunders in it all comes up straight away oh yeah but how many John Steeles is there how right, many photographers okay. is there okay let me put it this way how many Mom, Chris Evans do you think there are how many what Chris Evans how popular that name is uh, pretty popular. So you think if you put Chris Evans into Google, it comes up with some fucker from Cardiff? No. That, you know, runs a chip shop? No, no. it comes up with the actor Chris Evans, closely followed by the... Tele, the, the what did he, did he do? Famous DJ. Ginger. Ginger. Presenter. Presenter. Yeah, yeah. So actually, Grant's up there. Fair dues. And we did, we did, we were going to do this last week, but we got chatting about a lot of stuff, which would have been a great podcast. It was. It's it's nice when you just get caught in that moment and yeah, it's, just it's just three hours go by. So, <laughs> so the fact you are an hypnotist, I'm sure that'll come up, um, is, is really today's more about we, we what what comes out when three blokes from Yorkshire. Um, He's Lancashire. Yeah. Well, Should we leave hold now? On. Hold on. <laughs> 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 I know. Wrong colour, yeah, 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 yeah. Do, do you know keep that one a secret. Sh- 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 oh. <laughs> I should have told you before, shouldn't I? I should have warned you. Yeah, I'm, I've bought the electricity, the running water. I know. The, the, the solar. You know, we're borrowing it. I should have known. I mean, he's got his accent for a start. Why didn't I pick that up last week? <laughs> I'm an honorary Yorkshireman. I've been here for so long now. I don't know. Still lank. <laughs> right, you know, we're going to talk about that now because I wanted to see whether this is still a real thing. I, I, I'm a bit ashamed to admit this, especially with Grant sat here. But there was a time I used to have to work. I worked in Scotland, I worked in Glasgow. There's two ways to get to Glasgow. You can go down the M62 <laughs> and up that way, or you can go all the way, the long way around to Scotch Corner. Yeah. And I used to go to Scotch Corner. And me, the, the kind of reason I told most people was it's because I like the scenery. Right. 
because <laughs> I refused to drive <laughs> through Lancashire. Good man. <laughs> yeah. That's that's commitment. Yeah. It it's, is commitment. Yeah. It is commitment. But do you think that thing still stands where the folk in Lancashire is it just a bit of banter now? I don't I don't know. Like in the last in the last ten years it, I, I've not noticed it. But before no. then I once I once went to a New Year's Eve with a friend of mine from Manchester, went to the Shakespeare pub in Marsden. Now you couldn't. Hold get, on, hold on. This, you is, couldn't Ma- get, this is Marsden, oh, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> now, bearing in mind, my friend from Manchester was in full drag. Right. So it was a bit of fun. Let's let's get to, let's get to Marsden. Yeah, but again, Marsden. We ended up being blocked in the pool room, and they wanted to fight. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To be fair, you know, he it's should Marsden. not have gone in in full drag in Marsden. No. Uh, but they were very much against Manchester people. But it's full of incomers, and it's like Marsden is like one of the it's league of gentlemen. Well, but there's some there's another big factory. Well, I I wouldn't say that. John. There's another factory. <laughs> it's not like I'm on a podcast <laughs> or all that. Is it, it? Was it that you were from Lancashire, or was it the drag queen thing that you might have taken a bit of umbrage to? I think it was a bit of both. I think it might have been the drag, drag queen, queen weren't wearing a Man United kit, were they? And <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we've not got a death threat. No. But I, it, I think I think that's it, though. I think there's a especially in. Especially in, in northern England, we have a we love an underdog, but we don't like success for success's sake. Manchester United, everybody hates Manchester United, and the reason why they hate them is because they're so successful. Especially if you're a Leeds fan, though, like there is a special hatred. Well, do you know what though? I, I mean, I I never played football to a degree that I'm any good at it. But if I had been a footballer, the team I would want it to play for would be Man United. Yeah. And not because I'm, I like Man United, it's because I'd want to play for the best. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So at that point, I mean, and let's be fair, if you go back to the 90s, I mean, they were unbelievable. And people do not like success. Yeah. And I think sometimes people also like to play a bit of the underdog. Yeah. And, 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 and but, you know, I, I haven't followed Leeds for many years now, although it's still my team and that. But there is always that thing about Man United were the best and they were for a country mile better than anybody for many, many years. Mm. And, and in fairness now, you know, same city's kept the same name. I mean, that Man City side at the moment is mustard. Yeah, mm. yeah but going off football. <laughs> well, no, because I think what I, see, what, what I like about this conversation is, and this is something I think we should talk about, is success. Why do people dislike success? Yeah. When it's something everybody wants, uh, but yet so many people seem to have a problem with people that are successful. I think, I think when they see people that are successful, it gives a lot of people, a lot of the underdogs, and I don't say the underdog's someone that's, that's come from nothing, grafts hard, works hard. I'm talking about the people that, are, that, that give it 60, 70% and aren't successful, even though they do put in the hours. They don't put in the effort, they put in the hours. Mm. So these super successful, these Manchester United successes, these people resent them because they somehow got some magic formula, some Illuminati connection, some born into success that this 60 percenter is never going to be able to achieve. When the reality is, it's about digging deep and working hard. Mm. And that's, and that's that, and people don't like to do that. Well, I think there's, I mean, I noticed it, I've noticed it with you, John, on a couple of occasions when I mentioned other photographers. And there can be, there's a, you start to do it now, his, little, his left eye starting to tweak. <laughs> the <laughs> atmosphere in the room Ooh. just changed. <laughs> yeah, don't talk to me about other photographers. But, I can see my breath, it's so frosty. But, but the, the, the thing with that is, it's, I don't sound calm when I say this, John. No, 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 go but for you know, it. You're, you're a big go boy. On. I can handle it. That's, bring it on. That's amateur. You. 
you don't need to do that because if you're good enough, it don't matter your competition's like. Yeah. And actually, what we don't realise, and I think this is the one thing about success, your success is not predicated on somebody else doing worse than you. No. It's like when people say money, oh, these people have got money. There's a shitload of money out there. Mm. There's no yeah. shortage of money. No, no. It's just that some people mm. have got it and they, they think, oh, they shouldn't have it, we should have it. Mm. Why? Mm. There's no shortage of money. There's no shortage of need for photographers. And So I think sometimes the idea of success is it, 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 the, the success in other people sometimes highlights in us what we should be doing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so when you see somebody, and I mean, I've, I, you know, it's not like I'm immune to this shit myself. There's a couple of people I follow on Instagram just to piss myself off. <laughs> <laughs> and I think to myself, why are, you, why are you annoyed with that person? It's because they're doing stuff I should be doing. Yes. But you don't know, though, do you? It's, it's uh, don't believe the hype. Like, these people might be saying that they're doing it, but other. It, I, I won't, yeah. I, for me, it's not that. It's the fact that I can see them doing something and I'm doing nothing. So, yeah. so I look at my Instagram now. I haven't posted for three or four weeks. And then I go and think, no. these fuckers on every day. They're putting four or five posts. And I'm sick of seeing them. If you're sick of them, don't look. Mm. And when I know it, deep down at some level, I'm thinking, you should be doing a bit more. You should be, Gareth. If it changes your state emotionally or in any way and it makes you feel differently, you've got to figure out why. Mm. And exactly yeah. that. It's you know, there's 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 a couple of people that that I am in comp competition with. See, I even stuttered there when I said that word. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, it's in um, there. That's but it. it's 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 about exactly that. When I see they're doing something, I'm like, Oh god, that was good, I should have done that. Do you yeah. know what I mean, there's a there's a, a guy at the moment that's just uh, I'm not saying his name. He's done a great thing. It was on this morning a couple of days ago, wow. and he's created this an amazing thing um, using the power of dreams. Um, and I saw the demonstration, and it's like that's just that's just suggestion. That's just hypnosis. Yeah, yeah. But he's given it a really cool Greek mm. name, uh, and they've even gone, "Is this hypnosis?" No, really? no, no, no. Hypnosis is suggestion. This is using dreams. Right. And then proceeded to do a hypnotic induction with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and that's, that's again, when, you, when you've got a, a skill and a talent in something, like you with your photography, you with hypnosis, I suppose my kind of somewhere in between. You're very talented, Gareth. No, but my talent tends to be people, and, and I kind of pick up on people. Sorting people's shit. Mm. You put something on a post yesterday, very, very complimentary about me, you said that I fix people. I know. Um, I got it off but, your website. But, thank you. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that, what to put. That, 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 that shouldn't be on the website because my belief is nobody's broken. No. Right? You're not broken. Oh, well, I don't know. I've met a couple of broken <laughs> people in my time. What, what, you, what you've got is you, you, you're not you've not hooked together who you are. There's a, there's an element of lack of sincerity in people, not because they're insincere or insincere. It's because they're not they don't have the confidence to be themselves. Mm. Successful people do. Mm. So you, if you're going back to that idea that, you know, Man United were proud to be Man United. Yeah. And and they were proud because they, they were good at what they did. But then behind the scenes, you know, they had a few bounces. They had a very good team, but also they had a very good manager. They had a very good financial situation behind them. Mm. So when you're looking to be successful at something, you can't just look at one thing they do. Because in, in my kind of line, I would your class as modeling. The idea, would you model somebody, copy what they did? Okay, how do you copy Man United? Have you seen that um, Alex Ferguson thing on Netflix? No. That's really interesting. And like you, a business can pick up a lot from mm. how he managed. So. Business can pick up a lot from sports people. The, the problem yeah. I've got now, you've nearly got me on a rant there, John. The one thing that's arrived in the world of business in the recent years is the motivational speaker. Okay. Now, I have no problem with the motivational speaker. Uh, you're a speaker, Gareth. 
<laughs> you, somebody once told me you are what you get paid to do. So at the, the, the moment, no, right? I, 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 at the moment, I'm paid to eat custard creams, um, which we oh, might get onto later. Whoa, that's whoa, a job. whoa! Right. No, we'll go so back to that. We'll go later. back to that. But and and then all of a sudden, what happened is there was an influx of people that did something in the Olympics, like won a medal. Okay, which is a big fucking deal. I'm not saying oh, it yeah, isn't. Yeah. And I'm very, very pleased for you. I know it takes effort. Yeah. But then in some way, Sheffield, I'm translated that into now I am a, I'm going to motivate a business to do better. Yeah. Well, it doesn't sometimes work that way. No. And I think there's, a, there's an element of success you have to understand comes from Man United couldn't be replicated because you can't replicate the players, but you could get good players. But can you replicate the finances? Can you replicate the, the, the people behind the scenes? People want to be successful. And you have to remember that some of the success is just plain luck. And when and we do, I don't know you do this, Grant, and you do this a little bit. I know I do this. When something goes really well, we'll say, you know, we did really well, that we put it onto ourselves. We did that. Mm. I'm the daddy. When it goes wrong, we call it bad luck. Mm. It's the same thing. It, we, it, actions you took got a consequence. And if you didn't like the consequence, you blame it on something else like luck. Yeah. There's no luck. And I think the, the more time I spend in this world of kind of, how the mind works, and that's why I'm really interested about Grant because I I, I see I, I didn't see him as a the guy in the waistcoat on the stage. I saw I saw the Paul McKenna and the Darren Darren Brown or Darren Brown. Darren Brown because Wash Yogan's mate. Sorry, Wash Yogan's mate. Yeah, and, and to some degree, <laughs> yeah. you, you didn't look unsimilar to one of those in one of your photographs. I have to say, you've got one where you're quite you, you've got a beard at the moment. I don't yes. know that's in te- is this the new look? It's the new look. I is think, this yeah. lockdown look? Or is this? It's lockdown look, but I think it's I think it's going to stay. I think, I think it, it does yeah, yeah, because think it takes so. because that the bit where you've got the little I don't know what they're called in the middle like them little V's. So I call it a soul patch. It's been called many things. <laughs> soul patch. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the soul patch and that you, you do there's a there's a little bit. Darren Brown there when you look mm. at him. I just looked twice. I don't know if that was intentional. I think it, I think it I think it was. I think it's I'm a big believer in everything is suggestion. Yeah. So by looking like a hypnotist, yeah. people assume you're a hypnotist. Yeah. But yeah. But the reason I like you is because I think I think Darren Brown and his work and McKenna before him to some degree. Yeah. Start to show that there was a different side to hypnosis that was more powerful than just the guy making you look like a chicken. Yeah. Mm. And mm. and and that's something I think now when we have we talked about it before we started about our mental health is on the or the or mental health is more in, in focus at the moment, and I think hypnosis and getting people to change the state is a key to this. Yeah. So so people like yourself and, and I'm sure this must be the this must be the, the the kind of I suppose the the hard thing in your industry is I'm suspecting that on stage in a place like Las Vegas pays better than a, a session in Meltham with somebody who needs to sort out a smoking problem. Well, I mean, that's why, that's why, that's why I got, went to the stage. Exactly. Yeah. So what, what I'm saying is, I think there's something here about that that the success that that we could have with something, we always have, we always look at the financial sides first, don't we? So I think the idea of getting people to understand who they are, what they're about, is is a big deal. And I think we should be encouraging more people to do that because not everybody's mm-hmm. going to want to go on stage <clears> and do it. No. And I and I think some people will just make really good emphasis. But it, what I'm saying is, you've got to look at something and say, is this thing that I'm doing? working for me am i enjoying doing it and and has it got purpose and, and use for people and that's why football is important because you could say they're overpaid wankers and and you can mm. but how much joy does it give people yeah yeah I'm, how much have we missed football really i mean maybe used less so but I, i've missed that concept of saturday afternoon football on stuck in traffic but success for me and 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 being fed up with somebody's success is a waste of time 
I think going back to the Manchester United thing and the sport, a lot of money and time is invested in their brand, how yeah. their players behave outside of the pitch, their their merchandising, their television appearance, everything is invested in their brand. Mm. I think sometimes businesses, startups, entrepreneurs don't focus on that enough. We don't big ourselves up enough. I, I everyone jokes about like my, my obsession with the you're, letter G. You're good at bigging yourself up. Aren't you? <laughs> you go. You see, I was on a Zoom call the other day with somebody, and but I'd, I'd just finished a live stream here, so I had my I had my big banner in the background with my face on it, and my mug with my face on it, and your big leg, <laughs> and my big leg. And I was talking to this person, and they're they're a, a very very high up uh, director of a very big company, and he's gone. Wow, he says everyone says I've got a massive ego. He says, but. Grant, you take it to another level. <laughs> but it's about it's about that. All these things are, one, they're my brand, and I don't want to go personal brand. Um, I can tell you about personal exactly. brand. Exactly. <laughs> it's so important because they're all reminders of not, not Grant sitting at home watching television. They're all reminders of Grant Saunders, hypnotist. So it reminds me to be that person, to be that brand, to be congruent with the brand that I put out in my personal life as well as my business life because otherwise you could you could shut the office at five o'clock you could go home and switch television on and the moment you put television on you're no longer focusing on yourself on your mindset on your brand on your goals you're focusing on who's sleeping with who in coronation street you're seeing other people's dramas and getting caught up in that and that's time that you're not focusing on yourself and then you think why is manchester united so successful because alex ferguson is not sat on his sofa eating doritos and dipping them in melted plastic cheese watching who's sleeping with who and it's those times when we really soak up those suggestions where we're told you know look at uh, what's the what's the dating thing on the beach? Like every bloke's got to have a six pack now. Six pack, perfect teeth, driver Range Rover, Love Island, Love Island. You know we've all got to have this. So this all makes us feel bad. So then we then we we go to the chips and the melted cheese, mm. and then we get to work and we feel bad because we've got to slog and work for somebody else. And it's we we fill ourselves with negative suggestions rather than like Manchester United. That's all about their mindset, their, how their players are, how their brand is, twenty four seven. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's funny you say that because without completely turning this into a football podcast, it's the it's the one thing that has we been very it. relevant in um, in Leeds United recently is the, is the manager mm -hmm. Bielsa. Yeah, and and the thing about this man is, and what people are revering for is this man eats, sleeps, and breathes stats and football, mm. and and he does things which re which kind of endearing to people. Like he'll get the train to the match. You know, he's not turning up in some kind of Range Rover. I don't know why we're going on about Range Rover. It's been twice now. Everyone, that's, that is, though, seen as the thing into the it's Range power Rover. power of suggestion, isn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> no, but it's, it's also the power of marketing. What's Grant got outside? Well, it's a discovery, which... <laughs> right, discovery's different. Uh, it's land, yeah, this yeah, discovery yeah. tells a different story. Yeah. Uh, and, and based on what I know Grant does for, for a kind of um, his hobby, it kind of fits with that. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's selling elements range. You can get the one down from it. There used to be another version down from the, the Discovery. I always liked the Discovery, to be honest. It was my favourite. But right. yeah, if, if I had unlimited money, I would have always bought the Sport, the Range Rover, big Range Rover Sport, mm -hmm. not the Discovery. Yeah. But the, but the the thing with this, with Bales is it's he, he, he's, it's his ability to complete and utterly 
go to the the wire with everything and say, right, I want to know every minute detail. And that's what people are willing to do for success. Mm. And like Grant says there, the things like the cup, the mm. things like the, the letters G and, and how you, it is absolutely essential because the big brands don't miss that kind of stuff out. No. And I have to say that that is, I think, the problem with a lot of small businesses is they have this belief that you have a few photographs and you have a website and that's a brand. Your brand is who you are all the time. Yeah. I'm going to get a mouse mat with my face on. <coughs> I'll tell you the one thing about, right, this is a question for you now. <laughs> this is a question I want you to answer honestly, John. Honestly, I'm, I'm there. <coughs> okay. Where's your camera today? Which one? Have you got one with you? Yeah. Which one you got with you? My little one. Right. We talked about this a while ago, and since you started doing that, I'm telling you now, uh, this is biggie me self up on here, but I shouldn't have said that, because <laughs> I'm going to be careful to glance here. You might think what I'm doing, that what I'm doing. <laughs> since we started talking about you becoming the photographer, yeah, I carry a camera. Now, we kn I also know as well, because I know a bit about cameras, that's no cheap tatty point and shoot. That's, that's, that's a 600 quid worth of gear that takes cameras, pictures equivalent to <clears throat> something that's, that's a DSLR. But that's you as a photographer. Yeah. <clears throat> Because you're ready for it. You, you, because you should be taking photographs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I find yeah. these people that if you can turn your job off nine to five, it's not your job. No. You have to be all the time. So I'm sure Grant at home has other things like we've talked about, you and your, your rifle um, shooting stuff. That gives you a chance to break from that and have some yeah. relaxation. But deep down underneath it, you're, a, you're a hypnotist. Exactly what you just said then with John. Uh, you know, I talked about John, the photographer, yes. not a photographer. No, the photographer. And I, I say this to all hypnotists and hypnotherapists, you, you know, hypnosis is part of who you are, not what you do. You know, when I, when I, when I go home, when I switch off, you know, I'm still reading, I'm still studying, I'm still practicing, I'm still doing things because I am Grant, the hypnotist. Well, well it's, 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 your, it's your craft. I mean, this is just a, a bit of a daft thing to say because I'm not sure you can actually answer it. But if you were to say now how much time a week you would put into your craft, so you as an hypnotist, you as a photographer, and me as a as a personal development, I'll use the word coach, so personal development coach, business coach, What? how many hours a week would you say you put into your craft? Not doing the craft. So if you're getting paid to do... A photo shoot that's not doing it that's no. you performing like yeah. grant's performing that's yeah, your yeah, stage yeah. so that's your stage and like with me if i'm with a client that's but that's, that's my time but other yeah. than that how much time would you say you put into your photography i don't know well, probably like three four hours a day at least because i'm always learning yeah like, i've like especially with like online stuff as well and i'm always kind of like right how can i improve this how can i improve that it's like so you're going four hours four hours grant <laughs> four hours a day yeah. yeah, yeah, four hours a day, maybe even more. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably say probably similar. Yeah, it's you funny. Know? I'm not saying it's just to be equal to y'all, but I would say the same. Yeah. yeah, I tend to find you don't know you're doing it. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm audible on here. So when I'm if I'm in the yeah. car, I've got I've got a book on there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, if, when I'm at, you know I always read in bed. So literally, the last thing I do is I'm reading, fall asleep. It's it's a constant thing because in my downtime. Like that's what I want to be doing. Mm. It, it, you know what I mean? It's that's that is who I am. So that's and it's it's weird because I think that I think that can be the issue of a lot of people. They look at particular industries and go, "That's successful. I like money. That's what I'm going to do." So I'll do the same things, but it's all the little bits in between the big bits that hold that together. And I think I think being congruent with what you want to do eventually 
And this yeah. thing eventually creates success. I think as a photographer, living and breathing photography, eventually beyond the struggle mm. is that massive success. And then people will look at you and go, oh, that's what John does. I'll do the same. But yeah. I don't think they'll get the same results because you've got to have yeah. that. You've got to live and breathe it. Well, you can't so, replicate it. Yeah. But go, going back to like, like the reading and Audible and stuff, like the first chapter in Atomic Habits, it's telling you that you have to be that person. You have to believe that. And I've just kind of started doing that. You embody it. The word's yeah. embodying. And it, it's the one thing that I... Well, because you talk about Atomic Habits and that, that yeah. Atomic Habits got me onto reading another book so about it as well. it's yeah. a great book I mean it got a kick in on, on its reviews to be honest don't care and people said it's regurgitated bullshit and I thought well you know everything is I regurgitate yeah, yeah. one thing <laughs> but the reason it's regurgitated is because it works it's right Yeah. and and I think in some ways it, it said it were flowery I, I thought the book was very well written mm. and I thought it was a great way for people to step into it the, the thing is it's one thing is reading a book the other is then practicing what the book has taught you yeah. mm. so with with the atomic habits, you told me about that. You had it on Audible. Mm. I'm into my fourth reading of it now. Yeah, I've got another book at the moment I'm reading, which and so I'm I'm always constantly asking that question. You're looking at them percents, are you? It's that one percent. Yeah, one percent. Because the, what I find, I find it really strange that you can, because of the world we live in now, you 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 can be Google. I Google Grant before I met Grant, and then, you know, and and because I wanted to know about you, what do you do? What's your business like? I check your website. What do I think of that? Yeah. Um, what do you think of his pictures? I think pictures are good. So do I. I <laughs> but, but there's an element here, and uh, I also see that Grant's evolving into something. Mm. I get that sense. Mm. I get the sense of you you're evolving into something because I know I'm mm. evolving because what you were last year, you're not now. Yeah. And and I suppose the person who did it. I mean, I, I'm trying to use people that Grant might know, and I don't know what you think of Paul McKenna. You might have a, a good or a bad opinion, and whether you know him or not. Have you met him? I've not met him, no. no. I know the guy that trained Paul McKenna. Right. He loves him. Yeah. Well, he, do. I'll give an example that's not him then, because I, I, what I'm going to say next, I don't want to offend him. Not anybody who listens to these fucking podcasts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're all from North Korea that listen to this. Paul. <laughs> no, he's not listening, is he? Um, he might be. Maybe, 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 Josh we'll, maybe we'll one day. Maybe one day. I'll tell you what who did it. Do you remember Gary Rhodes? Yeah. The, the, chef. the chef. Yeah. Right. Violin chef. Yeah, no, he looked that was a bit Nigel like, Kelly. He looked like a bit like, like Nigel Kelly. Like, like, but, but he did. <laughs> so, so he turned off with this bit of a clown with a spiky yeah, head yeah. jumping about. Yeah. McKenna appeared like that. But then there was a subtle change. He went into something else and became more serious to mm. Gary Rhodes, mm. as did McKenna. And I think that within everybody's play, there's something more serious we want to bring out. Mm. We're scared to, to start with. Mm. So, so, t so what I'm saying, it's like I've noticed Grant now always like his Sunday sermon. I, I think there's a t there's a turning into actually what he's saying is some really good stuff for people. It clearly, the constant thing that people tell me because I, I I listen to what folks say. I know somebody else who knows Grant, um, Rianne. Hello, Rianne, if you're listening, um, oh, she Rianne. speaks very highly of you. I hypnotised her. She's a, she's yeah. She's a nice guy. <laughs> she, she says you're a lovely guy. You says you're a lovely guy, and there's that element in it that. I think we all want to be of service to people. Yeah. And if you're in an industry that works with people, if you do not want to be of service, you need to tip out of that game. Yeah. And the thing with you is you'll go the extra mile because you care about people. Grant cares about people. Yeah. McKenna went that stage as the Gary Rhodes. You start off almost like the, 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 the cartoon character and then it becomes chipped away into something that's much more subtle. Mm -hmm. But what sometimes not, nothing changes amongst that. In, or I think lots change, but one thing that doesn't is your purpose and meaning behind it. Yeah. 
So like now, you, you, that thing you wrote about me the other day, I was quite moved by it because I, I, I thought it was emotional. And and but you don't do emotional stuff so much. <laughs> but what we've been working on the last twelve months is you need to be more emotional because people are attracted with who you are. Yeah. You hide behind the smiley John, right. and and I know there's a more serious version of you that actually is a shit hot photographer that captures emotions at a level that I've never seen in another photographer. Mm. I didn't do that to blow smoke up your ass. Don't That's need that. to. But what I'm saying is, you can see how you're moving from the smiley John, mm. like maybe Grant, the, the wacky hypnotist, into something more serious. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But that process you have to go through. Yeah. yeah. You've got to... I mean, I got into this stage stuff because I had a fear of public speaking. Really? You've got to risk... Oh, absolutely. When I say fear of public speaking, I'm on about dry mouth, sweaty palms, would sooner get run over by a train than stand up and speak on stage, let alone with a microphone. Um, and so that that was part of my process, and you've got to be willing to stand up there and be ridiculed, and I have been ridiculed mm. um, to go through that process. But like you said, you've got to do that whole. I think people as well need to, if you've got a serious message, if you're a serious photographer, if you've got some deep stuff you want to get across there, like some proper stuff, mm. not the facade we we give out there. You've got to kind of go look at me first so people get to notice yeah. you. And then, like you said, you just, you whittle down, you bring you whittle down and you polish it. And then it is, because for me, that hypnosis is such a powerful tool. Like, why they don't teach it to people in schools, I have no idea. Because we're given this powerful tool, our mindset, and nobody nobody teaches us how to think. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We, we put this onus on you know, academia and degrees and masters and PhDs as that being the way to think, but that's not how to 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 really think. It's telling me that we, we judge everything in our country by GDP. Yeah. You know, how much we make him. Yeah. But we never ever use happiness as a barometer. Yeah. Is a barometer the right word? Maybe the right word. Is it thermometer? Anyway, we don't use that as a measure as, as pressure, a, don't it? Barometer. All right, well, well mm. it's the wrong word then. Um we need to be able to look at it and say, can we judge our country on the level of happiness it has because there are some things and you know it would, it, we can laugh and joke and, and that but there are some very serious issues now with with mental health that are people mm. youngsters self-harming committing suicide which was something unheard of a number of years ago and what people will say but it's not said loud enough is this is i believe is a direct result of social media absolutely yeah and 100 I've had this conversation actually with somebody who deals with it and they said, no, 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 that's not the case. Really? I said, okay. And I didn't know whether they were presenting this was a counsellor. And I said, the reality is, since all this stuff came in and we've got to be a certain way, then this is how I start to happen. Yeah. And I think people now have got this yearning to be themselves and to deliver what they want to deliver in a way that's comfortable to them. But it won't fit in a box. So if it doesn't fit in a box, well, I'm, I'm going to sell this. Dance and put it on TikTok. So what? So what I'm saying is, with you, well, TikTok came up, and TikTok is, is a good or bad thing. I'm not sure. I mean, all my times full of his lasses in bikinis wiggling the tits. You know, Sounds I'm not like knocking good time it. To me. You know, it's, it, every now and again a football thing will come on. I don't know why they're on there. I'm saying it's probably because I've searched it at some point. I don't know. Weirdly, TikTok's TikTok's algorithm and the AI behind TikTok is amazing. It learns you. Yeah, really? it shows you what you want. Oh well, that's not amazing. <laughs> that's scary. Oh, well, um, it, well, mine started off the same. It was like really fit girls in bikinis and yeah. stuff and yoga pants. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I quite like this TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Now, all I'm getting is like Gary Vaynerchuk all the time. <laughs> Gary Vee, what do you think Gary of him? What, do you know Gary Vee? Not personally. But you, you know of him. Yeah. yeah. What do you think of Gary Vee? It's about the hustle. Um, I love him. 
Um, but a lot of people now try to replicate him. And the problem is, is that's just him. That's exactly you it. You can't. There isn't another Gary Vee. There isn't another no. wine no. library. No. Um, but people do that and go, oh, that's worked. I'll model that and I'll do exactly you can't do the that. same it, This that. is exactly it. What you can do is Gary Vee has got one thing he keeps saying. It's his one thing. is his complete message to everything he talks about. He it's wants about, to buy the New York Jets. That's, one of, that's his dream. Yeah. Yeah. He's never going to do it. The, the, the reality is, would you? You wouldn't borrow your money. Maybe you would. I'm, 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 I'm assuming what he'd say. But he's got this thing about, he says that anybody, absolutely anybody in this day and age with the right attitude and the right work ethic can make a living doing something that they love. Yeah. And why I like Gary Vee's, that's his message. Forget yeah. all the fucking, because he does swear a lot. Yeah. And people say, you know, I'm offended by that. Well, please. I'll tell you what I'm offended by. He's on one, he's on one. No, no, no. <laughs> People once said something about me saying you, you said this and it was a bit offensive. I said, "Tell I'm offended by. I'm offended by. We've got people now that are struggling to keep the mental health right. We've got a business community that is fucked because of some false stuff going on out there. Everyone's trying to pretend there's something they're not. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a country that has got so many problems. You know, I'm offended by people sat in the street can't eat. I'm offended that somebody in our day has got to go to a food bank to feed themselves. Yeah. So you're offended by a couple of words I use. Please, you need to grow up. Yeah. yeah. This oh, oh, grant someone now. Go 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 go. Go on. Like the food banks, I mean, they do a great service. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to diss food banks, you know, especially on a, on a, something that's being recorded. But we, we have this. We have a. We have a culture of wokeness of people being offended by stuff, and when politics gets involved in that as well. You know, we, we should have gone into a lockdown earlier than what we did. We didn't because of the politics behind it. Because Keir Starmer said we should have a, a we should have a, a break now. Boris Johnson couldn't do that yeah, then because of that. To. And food banks are they provide a good service, but they are also created by organisations. And I don't want to say like the left agenda because uh, that makes it sound more political than it is. If you know what I mean. But then it becomes this thing of. You know, there is now 27,000 more food banks in our cities than what there ever has been before. Mm. And it's like, well, maybe that's just more people are, are doing good. And I think, I don't, I don't know. It's just, I, I also know, you know, there is people, there is people that need food banks and that's, that's a great, it's a great service for the people that are in need. Mm -hmm. um, and there's, there's people that have mental health problems and because of their decisions, are using food banks. And I think that's a different thing than people that have absolute poverty and have to use a food bank. It's people that suffer from addiction, which is a mental illness, people that suffer from addiction have to use food banks. We're seeing more addiction. You go in any city centre now and there is lots of addicts everywhere. And I used to be the one that I'll give them food, I'll not give them money. Now I'll give them money because do you know what? If your life has reached that level where you need to get off your face on spice to cope with it, then by all means, that's your that's your right to take those drugs if you want to. If you want to get help, then I will happily point you in the direction of someone that gets help. But so, so I think food banks are they're a great service, but they're also used politically massively everything's used politically yeah and and the, 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 what we're facing now is and we've never faced this before i think in 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 our society is the fact that every single problem we've got can be solved everyone there's yeah. nothing we can because it isn't in the past we had problems that we couldn't solve because we didn't have the technology or the medicine to do it. every problem can be solved but it's expensive 
And actually, it's time-consuming. Yeah. Mm. I, I'm, I'm, my background, having worked in an alcohol addiction clinic, I mean, an alcohol addict myself, that is the one area that people, you know, nobody gives a shit with you in an alcoholic. They don't. Now, if you're on drugs, that actually, you get a bit more service from that. Mm. But right now, all these problems are still existing. At the end of this lockdown, people have drunk more. Yeah. And I'm not saying they're all off the face like I was, alcoholic, because again, what does that word mean? It's just a badge you put on something. You don't, nobody really knows what it means. I was, in fact, my daughter was talking about it yesterday. I said, she said, you know, but you're an alcoholic. I said, yeah, but when was the last time I drank? I said, it was seven years ago now. I said, so to be quite honest, I don't drink. I said, now if I wasn't, if I was not a drinker, you wouldn't put a label on that. Mm. The addiction thing can be resolved. And I think we need to have more people. This is when I come back to people like the hypnotist. Yes, not everybody can be a stage hypnotist and, and, and you know, and earn. Because they'll think, oh, yeah, I'll be an hypnotist and a fortune. What if somebody's got a desire to help somebody? That tool of hypnosis yeah. in the right hands. So I'd, I'd much more rather see people that can help the addicts, like the hypnotist, like the therapist, than, than people setting up businesses now to make, you know, I've got some one woman that I know that, 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 does, that makes things like cleaning materials and smelly stuff and... I like that idea, but actually, she's going to that because she wanted to, to work for herself. Yeah. We need more empathetic. Is that right? Empathetic or empathic? Empathetic. I think cause I made that word up. Empathic. We need empathic it's people that can work in this word. industry. Yeah. Because this is something else. Statistically, half the people in the country are introverts. And we live in a world that thinks we all should be extroverts. Yeah. I mean, you know, what, I mean, again, we've got that, that box in the corner of the room that is feeding us suggestions. We've got social media feeding yeah. us suggestions that our life should be like this. And when it's not, what do we do? Exactly. We have to find an outlet. And if a drink, if drugs or whatever it is, gives you that outlet, that moment where you've not got all them things telling you what a terrible person you have because you don't own a 17-bedroom mansion and drive a Ferrari by the time you're 30. So if that takes that away, then, you know, we're going we're gonna to yeah. see more well, and yeah. more of it. Plus, I mean, that Ferrari's out, you know, it's overrated. That's why I sent mine back. <laughs> Is that? You know, the happiest I've ever been, the happiest I ever was, was when I'd just come back from rehab. I was working in a factory um, putting um, creosote into tubs for a place called Kalon. Right. And I had 80 pound a week. I had a caravan I used to go to at Bridlington, and they were the happiest 12 months of my life. In in past years, I, I mean, I've had some because you don't have to think. Do you? you just like go do. Do you know what it was though? I started to realise that you then have to once you once you look at this, you've got to ask yourself a question: What do you really want in life? What's important to you? And and if you want the Ferrari in the be be the bedrooms because you truly want it and love it, and you'd and that's it. Mm. But if you're doing it because you don't want to, because you fear poverty or you yeah, fear yeah. I'm, I'm less than, and this made me feel more than, yeah. that in itself is as wrong. Yeah. And that's what people that's don't understand. Yeah. And and if you're putting that without getting woo, if you're putting that out there, you, you're chasing that you're chasing void. It. So you're, nev you're, you're never going to find it. it. That's why you look at some of these people that have. I mean, some of the people that have uh, have, have killed themselves or committed suicide or had overdoses and things. They they had more money than I could ever spend. Mm. And it didn't make them happy. No. So I think that the the one common thing about happiness is: Are you doing what you do and you love doing? You clearly love doing photography. Yeah. I don't know, Graham, that well, but I'm guessing he loves his. his it, it seems that you love your hypnosis. Absolutely. And and just the fact I saw you the other week on an interview with somebody else, you know, you love to give your time. You're on here with me today. I'm sure you could find better things to do than doing this. And if you if you're a caring person who wants to help other people, we we should be as a country now embracing that and pushing it forward. Yeah. And the fact sure. that a lot of small businesses can't do that worries me mm. because we had an what oh the other day was saying something about America, that fucking Biden. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, we're all thinking Trump's a twat. This this bloke 
I'm t- I there's something about him that's getting more and more sinister by the, the yeah. fucking moment. I've not seen all of He's I? now kicked off right. because we want to charge tech companies some money. Right. Well, actually, what he's saying is they should pay some tax. And he's, he's now said, you can't do that. No. We're going to put some tariffs on yours. And I realised we need to support our own small businesses now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And a lot of these businesses and these professions... That the, our caring profession should be pushed, not pushing bloody Amazon and things like that. It's is it is it Les Brown that says you you don't get in life what you want, you get in life what you give. What you give, and it's and it's absolutely right. Imagine where we would be, not just as a country, like as a planet, um, if we were all had that mindset, where we were all giving to other people for the for the better good. Yeah. You know, and and I think in the eighties created that whole it's just business. Dog eat dog business, kind of you know what I mean. Everyone out for themselves. I, I don't think that exists, or it shouldn't exist now. I think because we look at America, and it's a very different country. Like Gary Vaynerchuk works, but he wouldn't work in England because mm. people will be offended by him, and, and they have a different lifestyle. They have a much different. Li- they don't have holidays like we do. They don't yeah. have weekends off. They work a lot more. But I think what's interesting when I look at this idea of giving things. There's also this other thing that people make the mistake of believing, which is, I've got to do it for free. Mm. You can, you, you, this is another thing that I need to, I, I get pissed off with, that people don't value certain industries. Counseling's one of them. Yeah. Uh, um, but that's where America differs from yes, us. Yes, uh, completely. Like online uh, clients, America, they are so they're used to the concept of therapy. Yeah, they're used to the concept of paying for therapy, and they pay good money for it. Exactly. So Whereas my, my it, missus is a yoga teacher, and she she gets if she's lucky when she goes to a gym. I mean, she's you know I don't go on about it because they kind of pay a living, but I think you're a tight set of bastards. Thirty pound for doing a yoga class. Yeah, when we're trying to get her down to like fifteen, I said you can go tell and kiss your uh, ass. How many people are in that class? Well, there's about there must be in that class at times when she does it. Twenty people. There's a max on it. 28. 20 people. All right, 20. So, right. so what I'm saying is they don't value the yoga thing. No. Now, what I know from yoga, this is not out of, I've read it, this is out of experience. I, I used to have a, the car I've got now, it's a bit of a low slung thing. It's, it's an, an Audi I have to get in and out of. I couldn't get in and out of it. I had a bad back. Mm. My, back my back was knackered. I put it down to cricket, playing cricket when I was younger. I did three sessions of yoga. I've never had a backache since. Well, I need to do and, it. Absolutely, you do. But yeah. the thing is, I understand the power of it, but it's not valued. Yeah. Mm. Like a counselor, it's not valued. Yeah. But we value the person on Love Island. Yeah. Mm. We value the idiot on the, the influencer on YouTube. Yeah. That, I was going to say that these influencers. Work. Yeah. And I think the only way this is going to change is when people start to recognise your happiness isn't found in being that thing you think you want to be. Your happiness is dictated by what you think you're going to be happy at. Yeah. And I know now. If, if I, I've said this to a few people actually. If you were given the chance to have infinite amount of money, money you never have to worry about again, but you've got to do something to fill your time roughly 30 hours a week. I wouldn't say 40, but you know, you know let's say 30. What would you do? And I'm, I would be, I would guarantee most people wouldn't do what they're doing. So are they happy doing what they're doing? Yeah. Now, if you can turn around and say, yes, I would, I would still work with hypnosis and, and suggestion and I'd work with people and you still, I would still have photographs, I'd still do this, mm-hmm. then, then you're doing something that's right for you. Yeah. But yeah. most people don't. I'd still do phot- photography, but I'd just get someone else to get me the business. Like, not even the business, it's like I'd just go out and t- take pictures of people. See, this is what I'm talking about, the way of thinking. 
you don't have to worry about any business because you, know, you you just have yeah, to yeah. do something. No, no. So so take that out of it. Finding the business, you'd have to just take photographs. So yeah. think about what you you probably photograph more people. Just hey, passing in the street, I'll take a photograph of you. Well, the sort of stuff I kind of want to do, and it's a project. It might be a personal project. I want to work with some organisation that helps people, and I want to just go in and capture people's stories. Well, who's your mate in the wood? What was that thing you went out a while ago? Yeah, well, that that's one that I might kind of pursue. Because it's like all these men, like with mental health and stuff. Because I like the sound of that. Yeah. Do you, do you, does Grant know what it is? Does is, can you what 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 it? Well, one of the projects I did is like um, is what Eden's Eden's Wood or something Eden's Camp or something. Is it? It's based up in the Hunley. Oh, it's yeah, Camp Eden. Ca- it's Camp Eden, yeah. is it? Yeah, and it's it's like one of these places that are set up for like uh, people who've got all sorts of kind of mental health problems, and uh, I went over one day. And I run there like a couple of hours, but I met all these blokes, and they're all like there in the sat around the campsite having a cup of tea. And the leaders are saying there was like, this is a really, really important part of our process because, like six weeks ago, these people wouldn't even talk to each other. Yeah. Now they just sat around. But then, yeah, they, they do all these activities. Like when I was there, they had someone doing yoga with them in the woods and then there was like going scavenging and then building certain things and it's just like gives them something to do and i thought even within that kind of two hours period that were there people started talking to me and like i know a lot of them had tried taking their own lives and things and i was like i'd love to kind of get involved and like shoot the backstory and tell every the story of each person yeah because that that's where i think that's one thing I'd really, really love to do because I know I'd be good at that. Yeah, and I'd be able I'll to tell the pic- I'd be able to show the pictures that no one else would. I love the idea of like like your photography is 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 great because I know when you've done pictures for me, you capture. And, and we You'll all know sick I've got in a bit, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, you know I've got a bit of an ego, but you capture what. I think I look like in my mind. Yeah, and that's a, that's a, that's a skill. Yeah, and I love the idea of, of of what you've just said there of capturing that person at that moment when they first get there. Yeah, and their journey. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. how they how they look and feel at the end of that process. Oh yeah, when they are a readjusted. Yeah, a quote unquote normal person again yeah. when they find who they are yeah that's that's fantastic yeah yeah so that's the sort of stuff i'd do if i didn't well, you, you think about that, that there because someone's just come out as you're saying that if you if you went to university and became a surgeon yeah what do you think the surgeon's going to be in, in a year uh, uh they've got to be the undergrand these top surgeons and plus more, yeah, many many more be, yeah. 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 Let's, let's say undergrand for the start I, I can't say I know about the Eden project or not but I'm guessing the guy there isn't any undergrand a year and he's saving lives oh yeah, yeah, yeah. why do we value one more than the other yeah where for me I have a I have a view which is if you took that back 20 years yeah not in time as in instead of the guys there in the woods at that age yeah what about the kids in there at seven and eight and nine yeah. learning the skills oh yeah using some of the skills that come in the kind of work i do which i suppose is i class a lot of my work based around nlp which is again not not in similar to, to hypnosis yeah, in some yeah. ways but it's how do you help them to become resilient at seven and eight yeah 
because what we're doing now is we're solving a problem instead of dealing with the cause of the problem. Mm. And you know, and I, my father used to be a copper, and he says at one time it used to be about prevention and detection of crime, mm. with with the emphasis on prevention. Now it's just detection. Yeah. There's no prevention. They'll say there is. It wasn't. It's not the same. That's why there used to be coppers on every street corner. That's how you got to clip off here from Bobby if you were doing something stupid. There were none of this now. You know what it is loud wokeness, as you say. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I think that doing something you love doing, it will always go back to serving somebody else. Yeah. See how straight away you're serving somebody else there. Yeah. Suppose yeah. the only thing I'd say to you is, I'd be around there tomorrow and saying, "Listen, I've had an idea." Well, I've I've kind of said it, but with COVID and stuff like, I, I need to, um, yeah. He needs to be on his back like a tramp on chips, pal. I love that. I love that saying. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> it, is. it is a good one. Yeah, yeah. Helping people makes us feel good. I don't know whether you find this. Yeah. I, I certainly do. Uh, so I don't want to speak for us all if we can all agree on it. Mm. Is that when you've done something, you see somebody change, it, it's an incredibly um, fulfilling experience. Yeah. It's, that's, that's the issue I've always had with, with hypnotherapy. Hypnotherapy is is tends to be one on one. Somebody comes in with an issue, that issue is resolved. That person goes away. You give them the tools that they can change their life, and they go away and live their life. You've had a profound effect on their life. It's amazing. On stage, I get I get applause for however long after a show, and then it it's gone. And it's for me, I'm trying to find a balance somewhere in the middle. Because for me, I think hypnotherapy is so woo-woo, like whale mating music in the background, incense sticks, mm. and, and some <laughs> yeah. hairy armpit person talking to you about seagulls or whatever. <laughs> and it, it undermines the whole process. Yeah. And, and and there's got to be there's got to be more emphasis on people doing good for the right thing and not not the woo-woo brigade. You know, and it's I'm 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 quite I don't know if spiritual is the right word. I'm a big believer in energy, but when you say that, it makes it sound woo woo. But th- there has got to be more emphasis on people doing good, people doing things with their hands, people making things, getting back to nature because that's what we need. See, so, so that's really interesting because like you're a spiritual person and so is Gareth, but you're both scared it. of talking of it about it, no, and you both say it. It's all a bit woo woo, yeah. Because and that kind of like, I don't know. It just makes you think. Ooh, <laughs> it's the world kind of went. Um, it's that whole left and right. It's the extremes. Yeah. It's it's in business. If you want to be taken seriously, then science, math, fact, money, spreadsheets yeah. are all very important. Yeah. Feelings. Yeah. Energy. Yeah. Things that you can't touch or put in a wheelbarrow. Mm. They're just. They're for the they're for the birds, and because yeah. because a lot of people got caught up in that, you know, if you get a crystal thing and stick yeah. it up your fanny, then it's going to cure your fucking period pain. So <laughs> it didn't grant for me. <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. made mine worse. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because there was so much woo woo and no science involved, then there's people making all sorts of claims like homeopathic medicine, which is as effective as breaking a paracetamol in half and throwing it in a lake and then drinking the water. Really, but. And this is where it gets weird. The placebo and yeah. the ritual involved in that is what makes that work. Right. But then people go, yeah, but it's not real because it's just placebo. And it's like, well, no. If if the end result is real, then there's something real there. Mm. Yes, it might not be the homeopathic medicine. And, it, you know, if anyone's listening that's into homeopathic medicine, then 
you know, sorry about that. But, it, <laughs> you know, it's not that, it's the ritual. EFT, EFT, I don't know if you know EFT, emotional yeah, yeah. freedom therapy, the tapping, tapping thing. You know, if you just tap in various different places, right. it cures you of stuff. I know people that have been not effective to hypnotherapy. I've done some EFT with them. And they've gone, oh, that's amazing, that's amazing, it's amazing. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's amazing, but the reality is, is, is EFT about meridian lines of the body? Or is it about distraction and suggestion mm. and a little bit of placebo? And so so there's, there's, to be taken seriously, we have to be science and fact-based led because otherwise you get people that claim you can cure all sorts of diseases from just, I, sorry to go on a tangent, uh, on ritual, there was a thing, uh, there was a study done where if pigeons did a certain combination, they would get food and then they would repeat that combination mm. because that's what worked last time. Um, we're exactly the same. If we do something and it works, we believe it's because we we locked and closed the living room door three times and then tapped our heads and then that took away our anxiety. Mm. So then we do that again and then we get caught up in this whole process of doing that. Yeah. Whereas the reality is, the fact is, just by doing a ritual is what distracted our mind. So it's, yeah, the whole woo-woo spiritual thing. We live in a world that really dismisses and takes away value from that. Mm. You know, as a as a, a person trying to be seen as more serious than a, a guy in a waistcoat or someone wearing a caftan with incense, it, it's difficult to talk about spiritual things and to talk about energy. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You, you can't. Everybody has. You see, everyone. Everyone says. Some people say, I'm, I don't believe in any of that stuff. So I said, oh, you don't have any faith. We all have faith. Hmm. I say, I, I've got this uh, this thing. I, I say to people who said I've got no faith at all. I said, you do have faith. I said, I can. I can actually tell you now. I can prove to you you've got faith. I said, did you drive here today? Yes. Okay. So there was a couple of bits of faith going on here in the first place. One is you had the faith that when you press that middle pedal your car would stop. Yeah. You don't know it. You didn't put it together. You don't know how it works. But you know when you press it, it stops. Mm. You don't need to know how it works. You just say, I'm not getting that car because I don't know how that brake works. I say, if you've been on a holiday, you don't understand how aeronauticals work or whatever they are, but you get in a plane and get there. Mm. So what grants it's the end result. Yeah. And you think about this, how people are taught to do things and we live by things that keep us safe. The only thing that stops us dying in cars is a painted white line on a piece of road. Yeah, I know. The only thing that does is, if you think about it, we have we have got so used to that thing there, that white line, you don't cross it. It's kept us safe. I once drove on the wrong side of the road because I'd been playing Grand Theft Auto for eight hours. <laughs> 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 I'd pick my mate up and he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, so there you go. I, um, <laughs> I, once, I once rode a scooter in Thailand and that white line means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. I'd love to go to Thailand. Oh, it's it's it's... Such once you've been to Thailand, you're always waiting to go back to Thailand. So trying to get me to go there, either or India, and um, I'm kind of. I would say I would say Thailand. I've not I've not been to India. I want to go to India, um, but I was working on a cruise ship that had just been to India, and everyone said the same. There's certain bits that are amazing, mm. but you know it's for the spiritual side of things fantastic for the cleanliness and everything else it's it's, mm. it's difficult but thailand yeah. is just well they, it, there's there's stuff across there there's kind of spiritual side it, it runs through everything yeah and we've had a, we've had a bad press in this country over spiritual stuff and you say when i talk about it i think there's an element of deepness we all have that we have to show occasionally 
again, to use one of my analogies, that you remember the, the, the cartoon in the back in the day, Tom and Jerry, and there were the angel and the devil on his shoulder. Yeah. Eat the mouse. Don't yeah. eat the mouse. Yeah. Eat the mouse. We all have the angel and devil. The fact. And this is the kicker. They've both got to dance now and again. Yeah. And, and that's it. Because anybody, nobody can be completely and utterly spiritual all the time. And nobody can be completely hedonistic all the time. Yeah. There's two extremes, actually. We're made up of them both. But we don't embrace certain sides. So one of the things about being yourself is there's certain things you might want to do or you might have beliefs in that you think don't fit in a box. Are you scared to tell people? The people that I find have been more successful in life financially, one thing, but also from a happiness perspective, the ones that don't give a shit. Mm. You know, it, it really does come down to this idea that when Grant mentioned about you, you, you're speaking on stage, I know a guy called Richard McCann, you might have heard of Richard. And yes, you've done his thing, haven't I mean, you? Well, yeah, I've known Richard a while, and I had a, I had a bit of a, not a connection with Richard. I would be, we all know Richard's story, yeah. you know, and um, I remember one day my mother telling me that um, my dad used to be a, a detective, and he was on the uh, the Peter Sutcliffe inquiry, I'll, I'll, uh, we have to use that word, and he's right, and Peter Sutcliffe yeah. inquiry. And she came over and she was like upset, and she says, what's up? He said, your dad went to um, a, a job today, somebody, a, a woman had been killed, and, and he had a little boy, and he said he wasn't much older than you, mm. and he had red hair as well. Yeah. That was Richard McCann. Yeah. So what I remember is he has got this story, how it affected his life and did to a massive degree. I'll tell you my Huge. story after the podcast. <laughs> Look, what, I, what I'm saying is, just, he's, just got, he's got a path now. He's Richard. He's Richard's becoming more. He's trying. To, he's, yeah. I think he's doing more and talking more about synchronicity and things like yes. that. And I like that because it's I, I, when he says it, I, I, I do like what he talks about. I, I, I'm a hundred percent behind that. However, and this is just just me being brutally honest, I was at his seminar, and the moment he went in that direction, I was like, mm. yeah. And that, that's not because I don't. I'm not 100 behind it. But when it wasn't I, in when the I, right context. When I signed day. up for that yes. day, yeah. that's not yeah, what yeah, I signed right. up for. Right. Well, no. that's the thing, and I I agree, and that's why I think you've got to have this kind of almost. You've got to split it off because, like, being scared and, and and people not going onto stage, we were then told we need to do that. So everybody had to become a speaker. Yeah. Well, actually, that might not be your primary method of communication. You might be spe- you might be writing, taking photographs. So it's almost like, yeah. it, if you think about it, foot, I'll go to back to football. Well, I was just going to say, Gary V has that message, doesn't but he? It's, it's always the message because in a football team, there can only be two strikers, let's say. Mm. But when you see kids at school, young'uns, I want to be a striker, everyone wants to be a striker. No one's yeah. a bit goalkeeper. I went right back, me. I was just so, in the so, Billy Nomads. <laughs> <laughs> Big lad. <laughs> Yeah, just put you at the back and <laughs> post. But this idea of we, we, we try to be something else and we have these fears, we have fears of talking in public. But actually, if you were to stand on stage and, and talk about your, your life, you're telling a story you know. Yeah. Mm. You're not going to have to lie, but why don't we do that? And then what we've actually created now is some people actually are incredibly boring people to listen to. Yeah. And I've seen how they write and the writing's phenomenal. Mm. So why are you don't speak? Yeah. It's like now this has become a thing. I need to do a podcast. Everyone do a podcast. So so now the world of business is saying should start a podcast. What if you're a plumber? <laughs> you know, because I, I, I mean, I'm not saying it's not interesting, but I can't imagine what you can talk about a podcast with with that. So this has become the new YouTube. It's become the and and now things come out. The uh, what's the other one now that's out? The Clubhouse. Clubhouse. See, I've I, not. Every, everyone that. says do do. You got to be on Clubhouse. You got to be on Clubhouse. You got to be on Clubhouse. 
But just because of the hype of Clubhouse and just because of the whole, you can't join Clubhouse, you have to be invited, yeah. which is great marketing. Yeah. But, f you know, from that point of view, I kind of thought, well, that's just, surely everyone can see through that's what that is. Mm -hmm. But then everyone in my industry is like, Clubhouse, Clubhouse, Clubhouse. I'm like, I'm not, do I'm not doing it. I refuse. It's another thing to do. But it's another thing to do to take your distraction off this is are you being yourself? And I think, I mean, that's why I think social media at the moment has got the bad press because you think, I've got a post today. Why have you got a post today? Who says you've got... Well, Gary Vee said so. Okay. Gary Vee says 100 times a day. Well, no, he says put out... I quite like his thing. He says put out 100 pieces of content. Yeah. You know, because the because of the way the world is now... People are so scared of being judged. Mm. So it has to be perfect. It has to be polished to put it out there because it will get 10,000 views and everyone will love me. And then overnight, I'll be a massive success. Gary Vee says, put out 100 pieces of content. The shit stuff, no yep. one will watch it. Yep. The good stuff, that will rise to the top. I agree. But you've got to put in the reps. You've got to just put stuff out there. Yeah. And like I say, no one will see the crap stuff because the algorithms and the AI knows that it's bad and leaves it behind. The good stuff will rise to the top. True. And that's why a lot of the stuff that goes out there, which you class as having a spiritual t tone to it, never gets seen because nobody gets, nobody wants to attract himself to it. Right, right. And, and, and I think that's that's a mistake. And, and unfortunately, we're turning more into a world now where we are not questioning this energy, yeah. what the power of it. Because I know it to be true. And, and you know, I always wanted to be a, a coach. And then I, I remember somebody once told me, he said, oh, you know, life coaches are wankers. And, and it right, <laughs> not right, bothered me. Yeah. And I realised that my kind of self-esteem and ego to some degree was affected by that to the point, well, I need a different name now. I'm thinking, well, I mean, you need a different name. And I started thinking of something else I did. And in really, the last few years, I've been trying to find where do you actually sit? And I don't know where I sit now. I know. But because at some level, we are underplaying the power of, people helping themselves which i think is really where a lot of these kind of some of the woo woo stuff comes from yeah. just by lighting a candle and saying it's god's will or the universal sort it out it's a fucking cop out yeah it's like now if, if you are overweight you know no amount of spiritual woo woo is going to solve that eating less food and exercising more will yeah now are you willing to do that and here's another kicker are you willing to do that for 12 months because when I've, I have worked with people with, with, with their weight problems, they'll say, I need to lose this weight. How long? I'm often only in July. I said, but it's June the 10th. You know, so what we're going to do in six weeks. And I said, you need to put, in, put down 12 months of your life. Are you willing to do this for 12 months? No, you're not going to get it. Yeah. And when you get it, it'll fall away. And, and that's it. That's the whole, I, I want a six pack for the beach. I don't want to change my life. And, and when you say that, you know, lighting a candle and, and saying prayers and stuff doesn't doesn't help you lose weight, I would say it does. Because that void is being filled spiritually. So it's not being filled by a Mars bar or plastic cheese or that disgusting <laughs> creams. So it's, it's uh, finding that, that uh, balance. Uh, yeah. And I would agree with that if you don't light the, the candle, say a prayer, then go eat. Yes. <laughs> so it's, it's that. Yeah. It's yeah. that bit. You've got to take some responsibility. You've got to take some it. responsibility. Yeah. And I think that the world of business has to go this way now. It's got to become more about people. Yeah. I mean, one thing that has been quite encouraging through this lockdown is to some degree how certain industries have, have kind of managed to do okay. But the one industry I think is, is underplayed is the entertainment industry. When you talk about, you know, things that like going on stage and... I once went to see, first time I ever saw a proper show, I suppose, other than kind of Christmassy ones. I saw Evita in um, the Lowry in um, in Manchester, nice. you know, the Evita. 
I was it blew me away. Yeah. I mean, not to the, I mean, it, it got me so emotional that, that it was such a powerful piece. I said Marty Pello in it. I liked a bit of Marty Pello from the day. <laughs> Don't cry for me, Argentina yeah. with wet, wet, wet. Can feel it in his fingers. Yeah, yeah. they were good. They were good. But this, and, and talk about fucking ego. Right? I pulls up to Lowry. Lowry's not a bad, a bad establishment. You know, I'm, you know, I've got the car to pull him. This nice car. I thought he walked. He pulled up to Lowry. And outside, there's somebody. I thought, oh, which fuckers parked that Mercedes there? Dropped up fucking Mercedes. MP1, I thought, that's Marty Pello, I'm sure. <laughs> and he got in and fucked off. Yeah. So, but he played a good part. He played a yeah. good part in it. But them things have got emotion. They move, move you. But again, we don't put the value on, maybe on those shows we do. But I think even the local school that's putting on the pantomime, it's doing something for the kids. It's yeah. giving them a chance to be something. We... We need more creators and more artists than yeah. we ever need more technicians and, and people that can run a, a computer program. That's my view. And that's, that's what we've got to get. It's got to become more touchy-feely. And the new world of spiritualism, if you want to even give it that, it might even have that term, will be different people. Yeah. The people that have come from backgrounds that have said, you know what, I've tried it the old way, didn't work. Mm. And I mean, I, that's why I sit well doing, when I talk to people, I say, look, I'm not telling you how to run a business I read in a book. I had a business that made nearly two million quid, turned over two million quid a year. You know, at one point I made more money than God. You know, I, I've had that lifestyle. It didn't bring me a lot of happiness. It brought me some of the things that, a lot of comfort. You know, I'm fortunate enough to live in a house I don't have to, I own and uh, everything I own. And But did it make me happy? Being outside, connecting with nature, talking in these conversations makes me happy. Mm. But then you get somebody come along and this is why the business coach thinking, yes, but how do you monetize that? Why do you fucking have to monetize it? Yeah. Is this not this has got value in itself? Yeah. Because We're from not that monetizing state, this. No. Oh. Not yet. But, oh, no, but, but from <laughs> but from yeah. that place of you being yourself and creating good stuff, yeah, yeah. you will find opportunities for money. Yeah, exactly. Well. Because you, it's 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 by giving value. You know, by giving, giving that value. value. Exactly. As as a coach. You know, people need that guidance sometimes. People need an outside energy force that says, don't, don't do wax melts. <laughs> don't do Lego men. Don't do knitting. Don't do this. This is what you need to do. I mean, don't know if you want to do that in your, in this time, that's fine. But sometimes people, we can get caught up in our own negative patterns. That's it. And the you patterns. need people to go, that's where you're going wrong. Just, just tweak that that way you don't have to completely change your life no. just mm. tweak it that way and yeah, yeah. coaches do that good coaches do that people that get into the coaching industry because they go all i can do is just sit there and ask people questions like how how do you want to change your life mm. it's like well, oh, what am i paying you for yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I, I had this thing at one time where i had to i, had to, I realized that i had disability i would just tell people stuff that were obvious to me and then I've, I've, I've got into some work only quite recently, actually, which talks about using intuition. And this, mm. what, what is that I'm really pleased about is it's kind of made my method sound, because people just say, that's not coaching, you should be doing that. What do you mean? Because I would tell people straight, that's bollocks, mate. You need to stop that. Or, that Listen, is love, coaching. You know, that's no, what you need. You haven't got a chance. There's no way you're ever going to be that. Well, if you've got an onion ass, you are not going to be that. Put the, the <laughs> microphone down. You're not a podcaster. <laughs> you need to start writing. Well, well, no, and it's never unkind to say, have you read your writing? Yeah. It's phenomenal. It's emotional. It touches me. Artists are the same. You know, some of the best art that I mean, I love people like Banksy and places like that. Yeah. Art moves you. And yet you get some people that say, well, I'm doing this. Why are you doing that? Well, I'm earning some money. Why don't you sell your art? Your art's really good. Yeah. You have to be in a position, I think, where you know yourself first and foremost. And Gary Vaynerchuk's big about that. Know yourself first. 
But know, know yourself. I mean, you're going to say Grant's got a big ego. We've all got ego. You, you die without an ego. Yeah. Mm. And without an ego, you would be dead tomorrow. The yeah. ego keeps you safe. That's its purpose and primary purpose in life. So before we knock it, we always assume the guy at the front with the gobby is the ego. That's not. And the other thing we under- underestimate as well is emotional intelligence. Yeah. Look how confident that guy is. Mm. I've seen this once. I'm not going to say that's what we were with. <laughs> and we're in a group and they were talking and he'd gone up and said, I'm going to find out what's going on here. Excuse me, what's going on here? There seems to be this, this, and this, this, and this. And he said, look how confident he is. I said, is that all you can see? I said, look how uncomfortable the guy is he's asking the question to. He's out of playing this trying to answer him, but he feels uncomfortable. Yeah. The guy was seen as an expert in communication, but he had no emotional intelligence whatsoever. Yeah. Mm. And sometimes emotional intelligence knowing when to say, nout. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. And and these things like emotional intelligence, understanding how our mindset works, understanding we can be ourselves, these are the things we need to be teaching kids. And these are things that need to come into business. Yeah. Because you go into a business that's got that thing, they're emotionally intelligent, they know who they are, they understand people and, and connection, their business stand out. Yeah. At 100%. Whether you're a performer and a photographer, because that's what I get about you. That photograph you took me the other day, you, you kind of underst- under, underplayed that a bit or overplayed it in the fact that... Oh, overplayed no, it. What you did was this. I never overplayed took, anything. You said it took about three minutes. It didn't. You just It took about 30 seconds. Oh, but you it. saw something, you knew me, and, and you put that connection together, and you took a photograph. And, and I've got to be honest, if you're making a picture of egotistical photographs, that's fucking up there, John. It's a great picture. That <laughs> it's quite it is a great picture. Isn't it? Yeah. But do you know where the ego kicks in with me? Because yeah. I know I'm wearing this exact outfit. Oh, you are, yeah. I thought, I let my stomach bag a bit. I should have pulled it in, and I should have moved forward. That's the ego. Because like Grant, I don't want the photograph that makes me look like how I look. Yeah. I want it to make it the picture in my head. Yes. And my head is, I'm buff. <laughs> and look at me. <laughs> you know, I'm, if, look well, at, I'm, I'm liking these fucking stands for your microphone. That's there's 10 right. men coming along. <laughs> no, but, but, so <laughs> what I'm saying is, that's you and that's you. And, and that's what I love about your photography. Yeah, I don't lie. And No, you don't, <laughs> but because you can't, can you? Yeah. But you can lie. Well. Yeah, they say the camera never lies, but I, uh, yeah, it does. We always <laughs> <to> be a <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've been at that about an hour and ten minutes, boys. I'm, right. I'm aware we probably almost had some, some. One thing I just want to finish off on because we started upstairs, and I think it'd be yeah. a nice way to end the, um, the 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 podcast. Before we started rolling the 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 tape, why I said that because it's not a tape, is it? I was going to say why. Well, before I started rolling, <laughs> you're back to eight to eight. Showing your age there. We got onto a small wet. thing about biscuits, so I think we should finish off here with. Our, what shall we call it? I want your, what is it when you, you um, give, you, you nominate? I want your nomination for top biscuit, edible biscuit, you know, top biscuit. Yeah, and we are. And reason why. 30 seconds apiece. Graham, top biscuit. And why? <laughs> Come on, biscuit. Um, if I was going to be controversial, I'd say a Jaffa cake. <laughs> That's cake. <laughs> no, don't argue with the man. It's, 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 he's on there now. Let because him continue it, to be a fool. It, 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 <laughs> it fulfills the biscuit need, but yet it's a cake. It's it's kind of it's there. It's it's like a biscuit. You can you can have it with a brew from Lancashire. It stands really. out. It's you know nice what? and soft. I'm it's a bit a concerned <laughs> because. He's fucking got me believing that. I get it. Yeah, he's right. It's Why not, didn't I think of it's it? It's not conforming. I've just had this debate with my kids about a Jaffa cake. Yeah. Right. So. so, okay. So, you're going for 
Jaffa cake Jaffa because cake. it fulfills the biscuit and it fulfills the, the yeah. biscuit and the cake. And the cake. And it, it doesn't. I like it. it doesn't try and be crunchy. It doesn't try and. Fit it knows in. itself. It knows itself. I've, they're a bit small these days. Okay, never mind that. You said this. Now what's yours? Come on. Custard creams. Like I used to always buy Netto custard creams. Like and they were the best. Cup of tea. Dunk dunk them. Like amazing. That's it. Mm. Get three of them. Oh, you only allow three at most. Get them dunked. Done. It's a Excellent. taste sensation. And if right. you mention no, 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 no. water, no, no, no. I'm not going to say water. I'm, I'm going yeah, no, to. I won't to. I know. I normally cop out at me at, at the custard creams, but we're talking about being ourselves and being honest. I like a fig biscuit. You're weird. <sighs> I love a fig biscuit. But figs... Oh, sorry, you're doing your 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I love a fig biscuit. And I'll tell you why I love a fig biscuit. And it's not unsimilar to your kind of idea. They're not crunchy and crispy, but there's something massively satisfying about that chewy thing inside, like yeah. a piece of toffee almost. And I think they're massively, massively underplayed. So for me, I'm going to go for fig biscuit. Figs don't share. You can't put a fig in your biscuit tin... Because they turn everything else soft. They're just rude. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> this is not wrong. <laughs> right, fig biscuits <laughs> fall into the same category as Jaffa cakes. Yeah, but Jaffa so, cakes you leave in your box. No, right, no, no, right, I was going right. to say, I think, I think the world falls into two distinct categories here. <laughs> People that have biscuit tins. Yeah. <laughs> what are you saying here? I, I do not own a biscuit tin. Right. Well, mine's Tupperware I'll, now. I'll tell you why <laughs> they both fall in the same category. And, I'm, and I, I'm not saying I do know this about Grand. It's come to me intuitively. Um, when I open a packet of fig biscuits... There is no fucking tin required, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Now, I'm guessing, because there's 12 in, I think it might be 10 in each pack, I'm guessing when Grant opens a packet of Jaffa cakes, yeah, no gone. tin is required. There is no, no, exactly. And I do it for the environment, you know, for recycling. Exactly, recycle it. Exactly. Most Tupperware, it's, it's not a tin anymore. See, Tupperware, to tin. that Tupperware you're saying, I'm, I'm not going to complete this task. That's it. That's it becomes a thing. Because there's a stage where, <laughs> once you get above a certain point, it's, it's, you can't put them away. Yeah. Three, three to max. So that's it now. So if we were making the um, the ultimate biscuit tin, um, <laughs> there'd be an unopened packet of fig biscuits and jaffa cakes <laughs> in alongside your, you know, what they call it, custard creams. Well, I'm enjoying that this morning, gentlemen. It's been um, good fun. It's been emotional. Just to kind of completely finish off now. Look, th th these two guys are lovely fellas. Um, I've talked about John and his business before. So your part, your email, your whatever it is, website thing is what. JohnSteelPhotography.com. Steel without any on end, or you get a bloke who's photographed squirrels. And let's do you want to do you want to pitch your little 30, your ten second whatever it is your elevator pitch. I shoot people. <laughs> I like that. It's fucking succinct, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I tell stories. Grant, what's your website and a little just a quick about you? Uh, GrantSaunders.co.uk. Uh, performance hypnotist. Um, I help people. Um, bring out their true personalities on the stage, whether that stage be with lights and cameras or in their therapy room. Tell and me. I think my shoot people would be, I sleep with strangers. Oh, I like that. I like it. The well, one thing about Grant as well, well, well just well, 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 mentioned well. it, I'm going to mind in a second, but get onto Grant's YouTube channel 
Um, if you if you search for Grant Saunders in the city, he's definitely on YouTube. But he's got a, a, a thing he does. In a, he's got a lot of videos on there, full stop, and a few podcasts that he's recorded with people. So he's got some good stuff on there. But he does a Sunday service, which I really quite like. Um, I should subscribe to it too, um, and I will this afternoon. Okay. What um, about Gareth? What does? Well, you can get me on my website, GarethBoot.com, and I um, help people to overcome challenges and become the best version of themselves they can be. Brilliant. If you want my um, quick one. I unfuck people. <laughs> so, <laughs> so well, unfuck the people that can't so slap I, you. I, yeah, so <laughs> if you go to then then you shoot them. That sounds a better thing. We we shoot people, sleep with people, and unfuck, and them. unfuck them. I like There's it. There's a business in that. In itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you, gentlemen. Really enjoyed it. And until the next podcast, take care. Cheers. <laughs>